bottom line. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. It's going to be a very interesting series with an amazing woman who I am very blessed for hosting, Lynn Davenport. This is going to be, we can't just do one show. So I'm going to tease it just on the beginning at the top of the show for people to get introduced to you. We're going to dive into something complex here, and then we, we are going to unpack this over the next number of weeks. And I promise, as I always do, to not leave a single rock or name unturned. So welcome to the bottom line. Thank you, Yaku. I appreciate, appreciate you. you. Um, first day I met you, I was like, this girl is powerful. She's on fire. She knows who she is, confident. And so let's just get into backstory a little bit. Where were you born and raised? Born in Shreveport, Louisiana, but lived in Dallas my whole life. My yeah. parents are Dallasites, and so we've, we've been here since I was little. Okay. Kiddos? You've got kiddos? Mm -hmm. Three now adult children. So my youngest is 18. He's at the University of Arkansas. And then my daughter is 20, and she's at A&M. And then my oldest is 22, and he just uh, started a new job, and is, uh, he so you, graduated from A&M. All right. So kids are out of the house mm -hmm. so watch out <laughs> now watch out right. that's exactly wh where i was going yeah. right because there's a it's season time to... uh, exactly mm -hmm. there's a season in a mom's life and we're going to do a show with you that's not on this topic that i want to do a show with you and with philippa my wife together and that show predominantly is going to speak to moms and just and i, I won't get into it now but i want to go down that road of of what a mom can actually do and to, to encourage other moms to fight and yes moms i know you want that show now this is not that this is equally important i'm going to go straight to the jugular say a word i'm going to say a word and then i want you to respond to this word any way you want to biotech engineered life Help us understand a little bit, got my knowledge, but for the listener, why this is featuring under the surface in a community that knows, but maybe the public doesn't understand or they've he heard it. This is what they normally do. They'll socialize a word and kind of just get people normal you know, and they'll give it an identity or a definition, which is not the true definition. Mm -hmm. And it's really 99% behind the smoke screen. So biotech and particularly biotech and Dallas, those two words together, I have personally seen that friends of mine who are in the biotech space, funding biotech. Mm -hmm. So you got the VC world that's looking for biotech. They have biotech funds now, particular funds designated to biotech. And then you have those in technology who's creating the technology and biotech and coming up. Yes. And you've got VC world meets the inventors and they merge. I've watched the VC guys move shop to Dallas. Yep. Many of them from the West, from the West Coast, the Upper Northwest Coast, particularly Seattle, Portland, Silicon Valley, those guys, the funders now. Dallas has become destination biotech. Who knew? What's going on? Well, I was just talking to a friend of mine, Allison McDowell. She has a blog called Wrench in the Gears and she and I have collaborated a ton over the the last I don't know, maybe six years or so. And we've talked about that. It was kind of, Dallas is kind of a sleeper hit on this biotech industry. A lot of people don't know that that's, that is a, a huge target, or Dallas is a, a, a primary uh, up and coming biotech leader. And so uh, there, a lot of the, the biotech work is being done at UTD 
at UT Southwestern. And UTD was set up to be the MIT of the South. Now, whether it, you know, made it to that point is, is you know, for, you can argue, um, that we're not quite there. But um, so biotech, I mean, basically, when when you look at what it is, and, and, and in my opinion, I believe it's a precursor to transhumanism, which is the melding, the merging of man with machine. Now, of course, they always cite the the wonderful innovations and the developments, which would extend life, a heart, a pacemaker. Mm. Well, list all the pros. Know, all, yeah, all the pros. Tons of pros. A but, lot of pros. But, but the infinite list of cons never get listed. Of course not. Yeah. Right. And let's look at the unintended consequences, which is really, I, I, you know, that's how I look at it. It's like, okay, well, sure, you can do that over there and that, you know, whether it's nanobots going through your blood and seeing or detecting something, but you wouldn't want nanobots in your body without asking for them. And that can be done. Um, you don't want nanobots in your food. Uh, there, there are ways or nanobots in your body that you did sign a consent for, but you were sold on this is going to be utilized to help find free radicals and things in your body, but not being told that, but someone else controls the nanobot on the outside. Right. And the nanobot with an impulse can be turned, aka the Terminator movie. Sure. You lose control, or Tony Stark. Right. You know, the, the, the Frankenstein turns. Frankenstein on you. turns on you. Right. You know. Right. And so I, I would caution people to really look at the implications and the ethics around it. And I think we're we're so far beyond that because people I mean, you know, money talks and and you talked about the venture capitalists who are focused on this industry and it's the hot up and coming industry. Um, I know that, you know, data is it, it can be said that it's the new oil. So. Um, you'll see a lot of oil investors investing in biotech. And there's, there's a ton of just, um, there's, you know, data can be drawn from our bodies, from our children. I mean, this behavior. is like a huge, yeah, whether yeah. it's behavioral or, you know, medical, that all this, mm -hmm. this massive data is being collected on all of us. And um, one thing that people don't, um, they don't really think about is the in the I, and a lot of the research I do is in the education sphere, and so I've been sounding the alarms on all of the massive data harvesting of our students, yeah. information being collected, and that does tie into this biotech industry because there is that Pegasus Park that's it's a biotech and a social impact hub in Dallas, and we're going to talk about Pe Pegasus yeah. Park. Yeah, we can talk about that later, but um, but education is a big piece of that because the student data. Data. education is the most data mineable industry sure. to date. And so a lot of that can be fed into some of the biotech industry, which people, it's hard to make that connection. No, I, no Lynn, to, to that point, and we're going to not interrupt mm -hmm. you, but we're going to just talk freely here. I argue, not differently, but I argue it's actually proactively that they're infiltrating education in order to feed their ultimate objective in biotech and it's all about data you've got to position yourself right. within education to control it to get consent now the whole consent nonsense and parents give consent and all that nonsense mm -hmm. to a place where it is a minefield they're just mining raping the minds of children 
and it's mental manipulation, but also harvesting who knows what, coercing children for a vaccine. If I could coerce you to take a vaccine, then maybe in the future I can coerce you to take this little nanobot that's going to be great for you or the chip in the palm or et cetera, et cetera, right? But it's all harvesting data and feeding this other money, monster money-making machine Mm -hmm. called AI and biotech. Right. And so it's almost a must. They have to infiltrate education because in Texas alone, it's 5.8 million students. Right. Right. And that's an incredible data set. It's an access point. It's an access point. Yeah. And our commissioner of the Texas Education Agency, he behind the scenes is working with Microsoft Azure and the Commit Partnership, which they're in Pegasus (laughs) Park and uh, Datakind. And they're working on machine learning, predictive analytics We've had major scandals through the Texas Education Agency in data mining, data harvesting, targeting special needs kids, and selling private sensitive data of those kids. And this is a no-bid deal that's done behind closed doors. And so it is all connected because the the public schools, that's the low-hanging fruit. It's an access point. And if, you know, like you said, five and a half million or so children, the, uh, the amount of contracts and memorandums of understanding, data sharing agreements. A lot of that is happening through the Commit Partnership, a nonprofit. And the founder came from Goldman Sachs. He made his money in the real estate world, the financial crisis of 2008. So now he decides to create a nonprofit. So to me, that's because that's the low-hanging fruit is is the students, student data. They're yeah. a data-driven collective impact organization. So, it, so we've it's got connected. commit. We've got commit mm-hmm. the nonprofit. And and for those watching now, we we're going to lay out some pillars here. And we go, for instance, we'll say commit. In other shows and episodes, we will go deep. We will go. Yeah. We will go deep in commit. Mm-hmm. We'll go deep in Todd Williams. We'll go deep in Mike Morath, who's the commissioner of education that you mentioned. Yes. And and look, we're going to go find truth. And where that goes, it will go. And we are going to turn every rock. But commit just real quick. Back that up for me again, because it's it's, it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be a surprise. And it's so ironic. But then again, it's to be expected. Commit came from where? From Goldman. Of course it came from Goldman. Yeah. Of course it came out of one of those top three institutions that that control almost everything we touch. If it's not BlackRock, it's Goldman. Mm. You know, or it's JP Morgan. I mean it's that's that's where it seems like all things evil get incubated and now it transfers from there to a nonprofit called Commit. Yeah, and nonprofits are a, they're a nice shell game. They're a way yeah. to to uh, give the illusion, you know, that they're doing some sort of altruistic. Uh, yeah, we've learned endeavor. from the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I always I take a quote from Mad Men, the, the TV show or yeah. the, the show that said uh, gateway or sorry, yeah, philanthropy is the gateway to power. And that's true. And, and that's what I found. It, it's there's this nonprofit industrial complex. And so that's how a lot of this stuff takes root, because, you know, they're they're here for the kids. And so who would be against that? And they're going to help you manage all of this data that is being collected on the kids and help, the, you know, give the illusion that they're helping the school districts 
use that data to inform their decisions and, and show them where they are with the kids. But it's really an access point. And the, the data sharing agreement they have with most school districts across the state, uh, that it, it hands over unfettered, I mean, it gives them unfettered access to private student data. But um, why I think with the, so with the, you know, let's, I guess, get back to the biotech thing. So there, all of this information that's being collected on us, think of it as, uh, have you ever heard of digital twinning? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So digital twinning, um, there, you know, there's hardware, there's software, and then there's wetware, and we are the wetware. And, and so a lot of these technologies will be connecting to our bodies, the internet of bodies, internet of things, the internet of bio nano things. Um, but also, we are we're, we're building without our knowledge our digital twin, our virtual selves, yeah. and the avatar. Yeah. yeah, and so like in Dallas ISD, there's a metaverse campus, and and that is basically a school within a video game. It is in a an historic building in Dallas ISD. The kids go through this metaverse campus a couple of days a week, and the other days they are in the physical campus. But um, why so the digital twinning thing that's happening in every industry so you'll see it in the transportation industry lots of simulations happening but with with us uh so you can basically do anything in this metaverse mm -hmm. i mean it, it's um it's hard to for people to grasp that because I, I i go and i talk to a lot of groups about this stuff that's coming and they're kind of like you know well, what does no, that no, look Lynn, like? when, when yeah. metaverse was a concept with zuckerberg and look we mm -hmm. we were there i spoke to marcia blackburn uh, the night before she pressed mark on on when she was still a congresswoman before she came became a senator <clears throat> we said press him on section 230 and they were talk started talking about the metaverse and i said let me just make something very clear and they came mm -hmm. out and they sold the metaverse to pastors and pastors loved it oh it's virtual church and i said listen yeah. to me listen to me yeah. this is virtual rape virtual sodomy, virtual sexual exploitation, because remember, whatever happens in the metaverse, if you engage with it as a real person, mm -hmm. right? Right. It comes into the real world with you. You don't leave it there. No. So if you experience rape in the metaverse, your avatar, the images you see, you don't leave it there. Mm -mm. It comes with you. It is conditioning. to. This is literally the matrix. This is literally what happens in there Right. They tell you it stays there. You can have a different life. You can buy real estate. You can have. They talking about the meta wife. You can have a meta wife. That no, that might be appealing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the real life is. No. She can be tough. Yeah. No. I'm no. Joking. You, I'm joking. No. That's a we bad joke. we love our wives. <laughs> right. Right. I, that was a bad you, joke. You're, no, you're tough for a reason. Right. You're tough for a reason. We're worth it. No, men men need correction. And and the yeah. guy that doesn't acknowledge that needs more correction. Men need correction. And wives call men up. We need Esther's in our life. And that's another show. You're pulling me into a different oh, show cool. here. Right. But we'll stay here. But but the metaverse, it doesn't stay there. Be, and it's and it's actually, I argue, to condition the physical through what should be the supernatural and spiritual with God, but now through this altruistic universe called the metaverse where you can come over here mm -hmm. and and do these things and it's not a crime over here you can come you know commit mm -hmm. a crime against a child sexually but it's not a crime because it's your avatar but right. you're breeding a sick mindset in a real life body in a real life person and so right. for that reason when mark was pressed on this 
And you know, Mark is an AI, closed AI guy. He believes in closed AI. He believes just a few people on earth should have access to artificial intelligence. Mark Zuckerberg. Of course. So Zuckerberg believes this. Gates believes this. Um, you know, Buffett was indifferent. He didn't want to comment because he's not r- really into that. And then they came to Elon, okay, fellow South African. And mm-hmm. Elon said, the greatest threat in technology to mankind is closed AI. He said AI should be open sourced, accessible by anybody, because it will be weaponized. It will be, if it's in the hands of a select few, it yeah. will be weaponized against the human race for a particular gain. So so there's this war between Elon Musk and Zuckerberg. It's the Hegelian dialectic. Absolutely. Because it will therefore it will move us to the next. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So so Elon is the, one of the only ones. Even Bezos said no because they they want to grab control. They are in, inherently not about taking mankind forward. They're, they're about taking their own agenda forward. You're right. They're building the digital enclosure. Yeah. And so all this will be an open air prison. So it's either going to be the the closed system or the open one. Take your pick. Yeah, ESG, the Chinese social score. Right. You jaywalk. We we gonna knock points off of you. Your your car insurance goes up. I mean, it's it's complete control. We've all seen the movie. It's just it's not a movie. Right. It's now. Right. And, and it's rapidly expanding. It, it, this is this is advancing. Yeah, quickly. it's like we're all part of their little little game in this simulation. And As you're talking, and I mm-hmm. promise not to interrupt you right now, Rebecca, can you, right before I go to commercial, can you pull something up for me? This is impromptu. Recently, um, check me, and I want to fact check this, but can you pull up something, and, and Dan will stay on me here, but um, some AI creations by humans literally caused some human loss of human life. I mean, just check check into that for me. There was a situation where oh. where... Frankenstein turned on its master. Uh, real quick to a break. Uh, Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative cell phone provider in the United States. This is a cell phone company led by Glenn Story and his team, Scott, and all the great people at Patriot Mobile. They have physically stood in the Rio Grande with us. They've helped save, save children from sex trafficking. They take a portion of your dollar that you pay for your cell phone service, and they reinvest it in Judeo-Christian initiatives in this country to protect your children in school. They went to the school board with us. Lynn was there. She stood there. Patriot Mobile had a strong presence. And so check out Patriot Mobile. Why don't you? You're going to have great service. If you're a veteran, they're going to take specially good care of you. Go online, patriotmobile.com. Type in the bottom line. You'll get free activation or dial 972-PATRIOT and get free activation if you pull up the bottom line. So check out Patriot Mobile. They share your values and they will not reinvest your money into Planned Parenthood or, heck, for all you know, transhumanism. Uh, let's let's get back here. Um, yeah, open that article. Now, of course, we got 10 times bots have killed humans. We had an incident recently. Um, keep keep going down. You'll do 2022. Um, and, and, of course, they will call it a conspiracy whenever this happens. And they'll say, no, it was something else. But there's a lot of momentum and stuff happening around biotech. Um, just keep looking at that, Rebecca, if you can find. Otherwise, we'll bring it into the next We'll bring it into the next. I'm going to play the Elon Musk clip in the next show episode. We're going to have that dialogue. But when we talk about the ultimate goal, what have you identified, Lynn, would be their ultimate goal? And then I kind of want to daisy chain and connect it to what I would argue 
has always been the 1945 redraft of the New World Order and, and what they obtained to do. And I want to connect all these things. So so why? What is that? Because they'll sell the notion of, well, robots can work faster. There's jobs people don't want to do. And imagine what we can do if you know, it's X, Y, Z, all the potential mm-hmm. pros. What's the real game plan here? Well, I, so one thing I didn't say for the last 11 years, I've worked as a volunteer with the job ministry and unemployment ministry. And before I worked, uh, before I quit to stay home with my kids, I was a recruiter. So this was a natural place to serve. And so I started seeing a trend with the gig economy where the job seekers would, they'd land and then they would be back a year later or six months later. And they were taking gig work. In the gig economy, I just mean, you know, you take temporary jobs, take a gig and piece you your jobs in. together. You might be, you know, doing Uber here and this there and freelance stuff. And so people, they want to land a full-time position and benefits and all of those things, which are going by the wayside. So in looking at the pandemic, which was the perfect, or pandemic, it was the perfect tool to really usher in this fourth industrial revolution. And it changed everything. And they used the lockdowns and the um, the pandemic in order to impose this biosecurity state, which we're talking about with biotech. And and so how it ties, you know, people were having food delivered and, and, and uh, you know, all the changes, people were dialing in remotely at home. And all of that was used as a tool to expedite this global plan. And that plan, I mean, where we're going with this, whether you're talking about forced vaccines, which there, we're not really seeing that, um, you know, widespread, but in different industries, it's been a, a major issue. Yeah, like healthcare. Yeah, Nursing. healthcare. They took yeah. all the important ones, healthcare, yeah. aviation. Transportation, yeah. Yeah, you know, all the people that they, they were forced to do it. And so, um, and they were bribing whether in, in the industries like in teaching, they couldn't force them because they were government employees. And so they bribed them with, you know, gift cards and $100 here or $500 there. They were also Co- bribing Governor the Cuomo students. offered free free hamburgers. Right. Remember that? Right. Bribe right. someone, you get free hamburgers for the day if you get a vaccine. Right. So ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, all the political theater and all the, the, the tyrannical measures that were imposed on us, all of those things were necessary because there, it really took a, a, a virus or, you know, the bioweapon in order to expedite this. And so I do believe it was planned. And people call you conspiracy theorists. I don't care. We can prove that it was made in a lab and it was used and it did exactly what it was intended to do. And then if you look at Moderna's own language, they I mean, I have a graphic that it, it says the software of life. So they know this and people say, no, it doesn't change your DNA. No, it doesn't. Do, that's conspiracy theory. No, it actually does. And so all these people took it and then, you know, look what's happened to the, the you know, with the heart issues and, and um, myocarditis and all those complications, people dropping dead, Cl- clotting the, dropping the whole dead. deal. But we yeah. don't know. And I'll say this, you know, if you track this stuff and just look, it doesn't take two brain cells. When someone issues a patent on something, mm-hmm. they intend to monetize the patent. Right. You know, and they intend to control it. Now, when, when, when the same group owns the patent on a problem mm-hmm. and, and a cure. Solution, right. 
Yeah, and that's what a lot of these people do. I, I've seen that in the technology in the schools. You know, a lot of people, there there are people who have imposed some really bad bills that made public schools miserable through mm-hmm. the accountability system. And the same people are now pushing the exit strategy and, and uh, how to get out of the schools or technology to replace teachers. I mean, it's, I, I see this. Uh, and a lot of this, I mean, it's a bipartisan Absolutely. No, that that whole thing. I I said this and I'm so well documented saying this. Mm -hmm. Having an R behind your name means nothing, nothing or a D. You have to get into the character of the Mm -hmm. man or the woman because you've got Democrats running as Republicans. You've got Republicans fully funded by Democrats. They border deals. I've been around the block a million times. I've stood in the lobbies in Washington, D.C. at 5 p.m., when they broker deals for uh, on behalf of the American people, right. and you can't tell them apart in the conversation from nothing. They're trans-political. Uh, uh, yeah. They are trans-political, mm-hmm. and it's all about self-preservation, mm-hmm. self-elevation, and control. Yep. Money, control, power, and the American person, the mom, the dad, the child falls by the wayside until a small remnant of people just say, wait a minute, we see you. And I, always, I love God for this. We have the authority to call Satan out by his name and by his methods, and he must bow. He doesn't have a choice. It's when he's hiding in plain sight and people don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on that he can operate. But when you see him and you go, no, that's evil. That's birthed in an evil place. I see you and I call you out. Man, they start running like cockroaches. It's, it's, it's fascinating to see. Yeah. And, and so more of that needs to happen. More of what we're about to do here needs to happen. Shine a light on it. Mm -hmm. Uncover it. Have the have the have the facts to back it up. Call the names. Connect the dots for people because people don't have time to go do this. I mean, no. you've got time now. It's a passion of yours. You you said you know I, the word obsession is probably but but this is it's a focus. It's yes, a focus. I'm laser focused on it, and and you know I believe. So I'm not, I've said this before, I'm not clairvoyant, but I have a friend. In fact, he's, uh, he's from South Africa and he always says, oh, Lynn, you're scaring me. Well, the same thing here, you know, God tells us early, God tells us things early and and so he does with you. And I tell him, I'm like, I'm, I'm not clairvoyant. I just study the patterns. I read the white papers. I read the, the press releases and the puff pieces that they put out. And so it's easy to connect the dots if yeah. you're paying attention. And I don't work. I don't have a full-time job. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so I just kind of, um, you know, God shows me certain things. And I'll think, well, why is that bugging me? Why is that building? You know, why that company? Why does that keep popping up? And then I'll you know, I'll study who's behind it or a technology that just doesn't, you know, none of it smells right. I actually, you know, nothing else I want to say on this show. I think that technology has been such a, 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 a boondoggle, such a waste of money. And it's, it's really harming our children. And, you know, I, and my kids are grown and a lot of what they did in school was not uh, technology-based. I did see a shift, um, not just to technology, but to non-academic things and emotional learning and social-emotional learning and all that. But the technology is so rampant now. One-to-one devices, we've got to get rid of that in the schools. Absolutely. And that is a yeah. radical thing to yeah. say because, no, people, oh no. no, the jobs of the future, all this technology. No, no. No, their brains do better when they have books, paper, pencils, yep. and a great teacher and all the money we spend on ed tech and um, devices. And then these remade learning spaces, which are really about media. They're about 
technology. No, the they're indoctrination chambers. I mean, they to, are, to, to be and, honest. And nothing stands between that child and that device. Mm, exactly. And it's also an access point for teachers who are sick and twisted. I don't like to go after the teachers because I think that's a, a distraction because the real threat is the technology, which will replace those radical teachers anyway. They want us to be hating on the teachers because then that we're just going to get rid the of them. It makes the point. It makes the point. Look, I, I would argue mm -hmm. this is the only country in the world I was educated in a whole different landscape. Okay. Yeah. If we could go back there, the world would be a better place. I mean, I was. Huh, let me tell you mm -hmm. something. I mean, we. It was different, but but they want to make the argument of eliminating the teacher. They want to villainize the teacher. You know, and so that they can rapidly expand this movement but i'll say this technology you know in our world where we mm -hmm. fight sex trafficking human trafficking this device has it, this device has become the pimp you don't even need a pimp now the buyer of, of sex talks to the 12 year old while she's sitting at the dinner table there isn't even a pimp involved people go well where's the pimp uh it's it the, the pimp is twitter the pimp is facebook the pimp is whatever right. mechanism the buyer is connecting with the victim. Mm -hmm. It used to be a human being in a mink coat and a Cadillac and a gold tooth in the red light district. Now it's the cell phone. It's it's Pinterest. It's whatever they communicate or the classroom. Right. And we recently wrote a bill that uh, Governor Stitt signed in Oklahoma to remove, and praise God, it's the only state so far, and we're working hard, to remove all pornographic material from all third-party content creators that's coming into the school. So no matter where it comes from, if it comes through digital, Right. Right. They are now culpable in, in Oklahoma to be sued directly by the parent. The teacher can be sued directly by the parent. Mm -hmm. The school board can't protect them. The state school board can't protect them. So if it's an outside source that if, whoever that has yeah. created content for this school based on their statutes and the curriculum, they have to declare everything that's in there and it has to be exposed to the parents. If mm -hmm. there's any obscene material, the parents can go after them. Right. To give the parents power back. But. You're right. They're rapidly advancing, moving even the teacher out of the way, yeah. having direct access to the child. And it's unfettered access. And and those minds are so malleable that you can do crazy things. Now, with transhumanism, I argue that it, everything we see today, mm -hmm. whether it's the, you know, the LBGTQ alphabet and, and that gang or the Black Lives Matter gang or whoever it is, it's ultimately dehumanizing people, disconnecting people from people, discouraging eye contact. I'm sitting here looking at you and I go, I can feel this woman's heart. I can see her. I can, you know, because you're here, you're real. You're not a figment of my imagination. Mm -hmm. I can't really disconnect from you. You can read my body language. If I'm offended, you'll see it. If I don't right. pay attention to you, you'll see it. But if you and I are talking through Instagram, there's nothing. It's cold. It's callous. You lose value. And we're teaching kids to lose value. And a little litmus test is penmanship. Kids have no penmanship. They can't write cursive. They can, if you look at, you go to eighth grade and see how few kids can actually control a pen. The fine motor. Well, with the fine motor skills. On that note, well, we were just talking about that, my friend Mary Lowe and I. And the cursive now when it's taught they'll say oh yeah we teach cursive check a box but it's a day or a week but it's not no. embedded in the in the daily writing and so that actually impacts the dyslex dyslexic children the most 
And it benefits them the most when they have cursive writing and it does things to the brain that connects. And so when you're writing in cursive, whether you use it or not, doesn't right, matter. My dad it writes, teaches you, know, you as I write exactly. cursive. I do it too. teaches you a skill. It's a beautiful it activates, skill. But it activates the brain in an exercise. That's right. It's 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 like go push against the rock. Right. And my coach and I say, Coach, we can't move the rock. It's not it's not about moving the rock. No. It's what, what's happening to your body when you try to move the rock. Right. So when a kid writes cursive, you're teaching them essential motor skills. It's like arithmetic and algebra. Yes. And when, when, when kids go, I'm never going to use this. I'm going to be a baker. I'm going to bake cakes for a living. It activates things in your brain that's right. essential, true essential learning. Mm -hmm. And we're just abdicating it from, no, the app will do it for you. Right. It'll calculate, don't think, don't think. And I argue we're in a don't think movement it's not about first liberty you know uh, uh, you know first amendment second mm -hmm. amendment freedom of speech it's don't think we'll think for you right and that is what i see at the school board level that that they're the that they think that they're making decisions but the decisions are made for them yep. and the group think is what results mm -hmm. because there's a taxpayer funded lobbying group behind that who trains the school boards tasa and tasby are those for the school administrators and then TASB is for the school boards, but they have a lot of cut and paste, you know, bills or not bills, but policies and rubber stamping. And that's all part of the groupthink culture. And then with our kids, you hear a lot about critical thinking. We need to teach critical thinking in our schools. That's, that's But there's no critical thinking. No, and it's not a lesson. It's developed over time through things like I mean, just something as simple as lear learning to write in cursive and doing book reports and reading and studying and um, even wrote things like your math facts. All of those things actually develop critical thinking skills. But people go, oh, our kids just don't have critical thinking skills. Why? Well, that's been by design. They've been deliberately dumbed down in the schools. And this has been going on since a long time. Six, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can go 60, back a hundred yeah. years, but you really could go back into when every uh, sorry ESEA Elementary and Secondary Education Act is under uh, LBJ. So this goes way back, and this has just been decades in the making. But all the institutional memory from these great veteran teachers—they're gone. They want to get out, get those old women out of there, those older teachers out of there. Bring in the new change agents bring in these indoctrinated they're indoctrinated in the of schools course. Yeah. coming into the schools to teach and they haven't been taught like you and i were taught they didn't get a classical traditional education so how are they going to then teach you can kids? you can only teach what you know yeah. and and i and i look you look at china right and recently and i'm telling you i do not pull punches on china the indoctrination of china on their people the chinese revolution for a decade where they burnt books you couldn't go to school Right. You couldn't learn because they wanted to dumb their society down. It was a hard reset. And, and they argue and China silences any, if any Chinese individual ever says this, they kill them. Yeah. They cancel movies. Hollywood's try to make movies. They, they cancel, they'll go on a set and cancel the movie. If it, if it speaks of a Chinese revolution where they literally would throw people in camps and burn schools down and burn books, okay? I was recently at, at a film and we're going to help distribute this thing because it's real. It's going to happen again. The Chinese people are about to revolt again. China did it in a hard manner. They just came one day and go, that's it. You're too educated. You're mm -hmm. defiant to the state. We're shutting down schools. Yeah. Okay? We didn't do that. We did it over time. Slow oh, boil. Slow boil. Incrementalism. Over time. Mm -hmm. But we are actually now ending up at very much the same place where we've dumbed society so down 
and we have lowered the standards. But now look at China. They flipped and went the other direction. They are, they are leading now in education. They want to promote critical thinking. They want leaders in society. They are building a very strong male population. Very, to the point, Lynn, where they've made investments that the average height of the Chinese male has risen by like two or three inches over time. They are investing in building strong, military-capable, critical-thinking men and women. They are encouraging ingenuity. They're, even the CCP, because they know something's coming. And so we are going the wrong direction. They went through their cycle and we are eroding. And I would argue it's worse the way we're doing it. Because when you shock the system and you just start burning books and shutting schools down one day, right? Mm -hmm. People react, kind of like in COVID. Now people have become complicit. Mm. Because because if you want to get a mom to give up her 14-year-old, you make her fight for her 5-year-old. That's what's happening right now. Why are they pushing comprehensive, comprehensive sex ed and masturbation in kindergarten at age five? Because the mom is so fatigued at the moment going, wait, what? My kid, kindergarten kid, she will forfeit a lot of things f- for her 14 and 15 year old. I know firsthand that the objective is in this country to lower the age of consent to 13. That's the objective. Okay. Right. They're not going to battle at 13. Because then they'll get 17. It's the art of the deal. Mm. It's negotiating. You know, we're going to make you fight for your five-year-old. We're going to desensitize you and your five-year-old. So that when we say to you, well, well, okay, maybe a 13-year-old should be able to give consent. You go, okay, well, that makes sense. And you forfeit. We have done that in this country for millennia. They play, they overplay their hand hardcore. So it's so extreme. Correct. That then it causes a reaction. So then this and is we settle. accepted. And we settle in the middle. If mm-hmm. you're going to go sell a house and you know you'll take 250000 right. you ask for, for three twenty, three fifty, And then the guy goes, golly, I was expecting three twenty, but I guess we'll offer three seventy five. Mm. This is what they're doing with our children and our families. And I'm telling the mothers, you cannot get fatigued. You've got to fight for what's right, not settle for, for, for what you can bargain for, if that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. And so with transhumanism, they're not just going to come out and say, you know what? We would like to control your brain. There, now, yep. same guy Elon Musk is talking about, oh, we'll control the brain, emotions, cortisol levels. You're not putting a chip. I will put holes in somebody. Yeah. You don't put a chip in my body. You don't control my brain. I don't surrender and forfeit my, my, my body and my being to you. But I'm seeing people line up. You know, the chips have oh, been implanted. They're lining yeah. up. Oh, convenient. please. It's convenient. I've seen people can open their car with, yeah. with that. Control my yeah. cortisol level. Control my mood and my emotions. Yeah. But never thinking, yeah, but what's really going on here? You're absolutely forfeiting your humanity. You're becoming a transhuman. Right. right. And, so, so, and this is just, I mean, I'm the worst about being on my phone too And much. it's not just the, the, a, the, the Democrats here, Lynn. No. Help me understand you. It's, it's, there's this no party line. And yeah. I would argue, actually, there are probably more conservative investors in this space than Democrats. And so it's, uh, you know, looking at the unintended consequences, it's very clear to me. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the school stuff, um, you know, people, they don't really, they don't 
I don't go straight for the transhumanism when I'm talking about all of this, but uh, because you'll lose people in that conversation. There's there's a whole lot that happens in between, and so I talk about that. And one thing that uh, I I speak a lot on is blockchain technology because that's um, it's a really terrible way to store private data for one, but that's how it's being used. And I mentioned the low hanging fruit of the public school students. So if they can get Texas, they can get the whole nation because Absolutely. we educate one tenth of America's kids. So what they've done is this deal with Dallas ISD with Greenlight Credentials, a blockchain company runs on IBM Hyperledger Fabric, which is the technology. And that technology is the te- technology of choice for vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. So you can see where I'm going with this. It's going to store vaccine history for the Dallas ISD Medical students. data. Medical data. Mental health. They have a mental health app called Vital Sign 6. And so they will hold um, all of that information, but transcripts. So that's how it's being sold. It's a convenient way to share your transcript. So you don't have to deal with the school office and the registrar. It's, con- it's always yeah. convenience. Yeah, they take a, a legitimate issue. Instead it's, of just making a convenient yeah. way, a digital form of your transcript, instead we're going to do this whole thing. It holds all of this information through your blockchain wallet, which is, they call it a life locker. And, uh, and then most recently, uh, the Cooper, Cooper Aerobics Center, world-renowned for the heart research and aerobics, he's the father of aerobics, they have partnered with Greenlight to do the physical fitness test, and they will store that information from your physical fitness test. So it's all aspects of a child, think about. that, And they'll say it's decentralized, and it's you'll own your own data, and it's, uh, it's no. an open, it's no. not an open, it's a, it's a closed deal because it's one company that has an amazing amount of access to all of that information on a student. And this will be scaled not only statewide, but nationwide. So there's plans through the Department of Education. Uh, That reminds me of Biden. So uh, I know Biden has connections through uh, his wife, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden. And she wrote her, uh, what do you call it? Her um, thesis. thesis on community colleges. And so I've been watching this at the community college level because that's part of the partnership with the blockchain wallets is through Dallas ISD and Dallas College. So um, Jill Biden is connected with the former chancellor of Dallas College. But um, So segueing into the biotech thing. So Biden announced uh, this was uh, about the biotech focus. It was an executive order. And uh, Rebecca can pull that up if you want to do that now. But um, so this executive order is all about the biotech industry. And I believe this is a real declaration from the president. Obviously, it's not him. It's the people behind him. But uh, this will advance the biotech industry. This is a declaration. We're moving into the next level. Let's, I want to look at this. I want to look at this. And I always say whatever Obama did not do because he wasn't radical enough, it's being completed now. And I'll say this too. Do not for one second think that President Obama and Susan Rice is not uh, ultimately also pulling the strings. Just back out of that a little bit, Rebecca, real quick. This is White House, White ha- the White House, White House release. Okay, you can zoom back in. I want to read this, Lynn. Executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable... Oh, so now all of a sudden, we need this, guys. We just can't. Life is just not sustainable without this. I don't know what we did in 1980. I don't know how we built the Twin Towers. I don't know how we built the Hoover Dam. How did we do that? How did they build the pyramids? It was just not sustainable. I mean, it was all Neanderthals until Biden took office. Uh, For sustainable, safe, the word safe for us in in law enforcement, if you get picked up by the FBI and they say, we're going to keep you safe, you're going to a hellhole. Right. Number one, the government cannot keep okay. you safe, people. No government. 
on planet Earth has the intention to keep you safe. They, keep, they intend to keep you safely under their thumb. Uh, and secure America bioeconomy. Oh, I believe that. They want to secure the bioeconomy. By the authority vested in me as president. This is President Joe Biden. This is September 12th. This is just four days ago. Hold on, Rebecca. By the authority vested in me as president, uh, president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, it's hereby ordered, because it's an executive order, Section 1 policy, it is the policy of my administration to coordinate a whole-of-government approach. So all agencies, probably including the 87,000 new IRS agents that was you know, <laughs> trained to enter your house with a weapon, right. right? Government approach to advance biotechnology and biomanufacturing towards innovative solutions in health, climate change, energy, food security, agriculture, supply chain resilience, and national and economic security. And may I say, you, the taxpayer, will pay for this, that you did not vote for this. Central to this policy and its outcomes are principles of equity. That word, oh my gosh, can I just mm -hmm. tell you, we lived through that word in South Africa. It's mm -hmm. called affirmative action. Equity, ethics, safety, and security. Beautiful, beautiful words, flower language. They, they couldn't give you a definition on a single one of those. That enable access to technologies, processes, and products in a manner that benefits all Americans. Oh, it's so good. Guys, this is going to benefit you. Don't well, worry. And look at it's all that, you know, they, they everything oh. but the kitchen sink. And the, no, you throw everything in there. Right. They just didn't put, you know, Fluffy the Poodle in there. But everything else is in there. And the global, and here we go. The global community that maintains United States technological leadership and economic competitiveness. The, it is a global citizen. You mm -hmm. are to become a global citizen. Play nice now. You've got to be a global citizen. We do know, and nobody, don't go off yet. I want Lynn to weigh in on this. Nobody talked about this, but the president of Mexico had a meeting on the books in the White House. It was June 14th. And we got to check me on that, but not, not yet, but June 14th. And his sole initiative for that conversation with Joe Biden was to entertain the thought that maybe we need to remove the border with Mexico and become the North American continent. Canada raised their hand and said, we're up for that. Like, like the European Union, mm -hmm. right? This is coming. Oh, yeah. Borderless nations. That's This that's is coming. Absolutely. You're a global citizen. Right. But we decide whether you walk across the parking lot or not and what your social score is etc talk to me about this diabolical order well so if you scroll down or scroll up there's a word in there I keep going no the other way there's uh let me hold see. on hold on it's circuitry for cells okay so it says need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology Okay, well, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want you to read that again. Pause, people. Read that whole, yeah. Hi, thank you, Rebecca. Look at her. Dan, I hope you're on that shot. This girl, if, without women, we couldn't do nothing here. Okay, In the read, same read. way which we write software Can you read programs. that for us just from four, four biotechnology? Mm -hmm. uh, four biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals, which I believe are the UN Sustainable Development yes, Goals. Yes, 100%. It is. The United States needs to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way which we, we write software and program 
computers. So we are, remember me saying, hardware, software, we're the wetware, and we will be the programmable circuitry. Here's what I want to tell people before you read further. Mm-hmm. When Satan tells you something, take him at his word. Mm-hmm. He didn't really actually mean something else. No, okay. this is a coup on God. It's yes. a coup on life. So when they tell you, right? can you highlight that again, Rebecca? We need to develop genetic engineering. Stop there. What did we just go through with COVID? Oh, no, 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 no. The mRNA. Hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Spike proteins. Oh, no, no. It doesn't affect DNA. Oh, no, no. They intend to do this. They say it to you. Believe them when they say this. This is from the White House. Genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology, meaning to play God. Right. To play God. Right. To change what's happening in your body, but by whose choice, by whose design, by what information. Parents don't even know what's in their kids' curriculum. You think they're going to know what's in the circuitry of their the, the nanobots that's in their, you know, in the nucleus of a cell in their body? No, they're not. No. The answer is no. Right. And no. right now, I no. mean, looking at inflation and all the things going on and just the issues with kids being locked up and, and during the pandemic, parents are dealing with so many other things that they, they don't have the margin to deal with this kind of stuff. And so it's very important that they do understand, see what's coming and the way that they protect the the, the easiest thing to do is to monitor this stuff, remove it. And, I, and what I was going to say is in the lower grades and in, in elementary school, there should be no technology. And I would argue even in the older grades that it would be used in a very controlled manner, not as the, uh, the not having the interactive and the, the laptops and the or Chromebooks and the apps and all of the invasive surveys and things. Just get rid of all of that. You can use technology for things like a research paper. I mean, I'm not, you know, a uh, no, of, co- of course, but but um, but it's it's way overused in these younger grades. iPads, devices, apps, games, gamification of education, all of that is and the worst men are the worst about thinking that this is cutting edge and innovative and we need to push for this why aren't mm. our schools more cutting edge why aren't our schools more innovative no. and so but they are we've lost we've lost the art of communication the right. kids cannot have civil discourse they cannot debate they're so fickle you know what this no, thing does I wish I, that we you know what the, you know what this thing does this cell phone mm-hmm. makes people so weak it makes them weak do you know, I, I intentionally in the morning when I leave my house, I drive different routes to my office. Just to train, train your brain? I challenge myself. Mm-hmm. I turn my phone. I get lost on purpose. I, because we're, we we need to stay in touch with the human element of saying, figure right. it out, buddy. I sat on a beach the other day in, in the Oregon coast with five kids under the age of, of 11. And I said, put your watches in your pocket. Put mm-hmm. your phones away. I said, what time is it? Uh, we don't know. I said, and the parents, I said, what time is it? We don't know. I said, you know, what direction? You know, look at the ocean, you know? And they go, okay, this is the West Coast. I said, okay, what's North, what's South? Where are you? And so I, and I taught them how to read the sun Mm -hmm. and how to read, you know, and they go, oh my goodness, I can tell the time without a watch. And I go, yes. Why is that important? Because you have to stay human. What, What these people would like for you to do is for your child to not look someone in the eye to be so skittish and insecure that the first time someone goes, boo, they scared to death. They've never had real 
mask them up. Mm-hmm. They've never had real conflict. Conflict is healthy. It's healthy. Right. Pressure is so good. Lynn, you can't even brush your teeth without pressure. You got to squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube. Pressure is a good thing. Yeah. You know, we need our kids to get pressure tested, to get refined in the fire. They don't want that. They want a pushover culture that is so skittish that if, if, if my wife will tell you, if I'm talking to you and you say, Yaku, I text you, I go, I'll throw your phone in the lake. I'm in front of you. Talk to me. Yeah. Don't text me. I'm here. Yeah. You know, th- let's connect. I take my kids' faces and I literally look them in the eye and I say, look in my eyes. And we say nothing. Just stare feel when i had my connect. babies i learned this uh you know this is starting 2000 is when i had my first and i remember reading about when you feed your baby look them in the eye yes and, and well i mean of course but it no but, but be intentional even, about but now, it now like moms can be just like this feeding the kid on the phone there's no connection i'm so grateful that we didn't have these yeah. when my kids were born and when they were little and i mean we got the internet in yeah. South Africa, dial-up, okay, which was infuriating. I don't have patience. It's infuriating to me. So I couldn't sit there and wait for 10 minutes. Okay, when I was a senior in high school. Mm. That's when we got the internet. Wow. Praise God. Every rich research paper I had to do, I mm. sat in a library. I know. With books. And right. I had to go through it and study and battle and search Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't help me. And it wasn't a quick fix and whatever. Card catalog. And, and I got to say this. Lynn Davenport is a champion because people don't know this, but we, our AC is out in our building. Oh, You're yeah, sitting like, in a studio. And this it is the a hot seat on Yaku's show. Yeah. It's hot. Know, Listen, this is a preamble, Lynn. We, we are, and I promise, them, please, please just do this with me. We're going to go deep into Mike Marath, the TEA. We're going to go deep into the Pegasus Park. Yeah. And why does Dallas have this Pegasus horse as a symbol wherever you go? And, you know, and it's like it's like D.C. and Freemasonry, you know, and and talking about, you know, the Washington Monument and what strongholds it, and what it actually is, demonic strongholds and the social impact hub of Dallas and why Dallas and why oil and gas and in Dallas. And I, I've said this for a long time. So goes Dallas, so goes Texas, so will go the United States of America. And they're coming like thunder for Texas. Um, We haven't even touched. I'm looking at this board. Your brain is a beautiful thing. And we're going to get deeper into transhumanism, Pegasus Park. We're going to talk about blockchain bills that's going on. We're going to talk about the philanthropy and kind of that whole world. Um, Mm. Human capital versus natural resources. Uh, the whole notion that kids can't read and why kids can't read, our 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 literacy level falling through the floor. I want to yep. get into UTD, um, UTA, Arlington, UT in general. Some of the universities play a part. We're going to talk Todd Williams. We're going to talk Greg Abbott because he's the governor. You can't talk Texas without talking Greg Abbott, That's Robert right. Kaplan. So much. You do not want to miss the next I don't know, one, two, three episodes where we're going to take a scalpel with Lynn and we're going to fillet this thing Mm -hmm. so that people get the truth because that's what we do at the bottom line. God bless you. Lynn Davenport, you're amazing. Thank you for having the eyes to see, the ears to hear because it's taken a long time for me to get people to understand what is going on in Dallas and finally, people are ready for this. Which I will say this is why we jumped 
all hands on prior to her announcing she's going to run for the uh, county judge position. You know why we are behind Lauren Davis, why Clay Jenkins has to be removed from the seat of of Dallas County Judge Jenkins connection to the White House to the Biden directly. Is, right. is crazy. Jenkins Connection, it's a whole nother show to big law firms in Dallas. Right. Funneling all the top legal cases to a single law firm. Controlling. I'm glad you know about this. This is so exciting. I've been looking into this too. Lynn, come on now. Come on now. No. No stone left unturned. Why? To restore God back into this nation, to make the nuclear family solid, to bring the nuclear family back together, to restore fathers in the home. Kids that can think and can defend and understand why they should love this country because it's so valuable. God's given us a gift. You're a gift. I pray favor of your family, Lynn. Uh, I'm excited to work on this in the upcoming weeks with you and then really bring this to the people. So for those of you watching, write write me, write in, DM us, and, and let us know your thoughts on so far what Lynn has shared with you. You do not want to miss Lynn Davenport. You do not... Um, I had to hold her back today. I had to say, Lynn, we can't get into all of this in one hour. We got to have to break it up because she wants this. This woman wants to run and we're going to let her. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk to you next time.